This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Tactical Training Day 4, The Pit. So in today's show, I'm going to share with you one of the most impactful tools that I have in my toolbox to help shift a person's awareness of what's possible and then how you can implement it in your own life. So today's episode's a little unique. And I share that because, you know, it's pretty easy. We covered purpose and we've covered why. We've covered goal setting, right? Those are those are real high-level things. I can't say that any of those in their own brilliance are going to completely change your life. I'd like to think that if you implemented them and you followed through with them, things would change for you. But those are all things you can really find somewhere else, right? Like I'm not the first person to probably say there's a good way for you to set goals. And I shared with you the way that works for me. And I'm probably not the first person to ask you what, how to find your why or itemize what purpose is. Like those are pretty, you know, cerebral conversations, right? Those, those are very in-your-head conversations. But the pit is something different. The pit ends up being a conversation from your heart. And that's difficult for most of us to tap into. Right? Like we as a society or us specifically as men, we've almost been taught from a young age to shy away from emotions and from feelings. You know, to be a man is to keep that stiff upper lip, show up, be stoic. Right? That, that was at least the the edict that bounced around my home as I was growing up. And I can't say that there was anything necessarily wrong with that, other than the fact that it didn't prepare me for how to process the emotions that were actually present. Right? Like right now, if I tell you don't think about pink elephants, I guarantee you, if you're honest with me, you just thought about a pink elephant. Right? Like you don't really have a choice on what you think about. As far as when it enters your mind, you get a choice to how long you keep it around for. So what happens over and over and over again with almost every client that I have, there's a present day manifestation that is present of a previous issue in your life. I had an incredible call today with one of my clients phenomenal guy and he's been through as we all have been through a fair level of trauma in his life his parents didn't necessarily see eye to eye he has a childhood memory speckled full of arguments and fighting and animosity between his parents and that continued on through into his early adult life and into adulthood and then Tragically, he lost his father and and had to play a role in how that happened. Now, all that in itself, right? That there's all weight there. What ends up happening is through conversations about present day issues that he has in his life, we go backwards and we start uncovering how the pieces have created the whole that is him today. You know that when you ask. 
whose love did you seek more in your life when you were young? Not who loved you more, not who did you love more, but whose love were you after more? His was his father's. And as his mother and father, as he remembers in his mind, and this is that cognitive bias, right? Like it's, it's not if this is what happened or not. This is his reality. And he shares with me that when his parents would fight, he remembers his father consistently walking away, that his mother would have, want to have additional conversations or have emotional things to get out, and his father would shut down, turn around, and walk away. That has created in his life today almost the same mechanism. When there's a conversation that's difficult, when there's emotional instabilities, his default coping mechanism is to retreat back into, I'll say, silence. He just shuts off. He says he can't feel anything. So when he says that, that's truth. Right? Like that, that's the truth of the situation. And I share all this because the pit becomes an impactful way to approach one of these difficult issues. What I have clients do, what I have found success in myself is taking this situation, what I would literally say to you or say to him, is go back to the very earliest memory you have of that argument. The argument between your mother and your father. Go in your mind back to that moment. What were they wearing? What was the room like they were in? What were you wearing? Were you eating something? Were you drinking something? What are the sounds? What are the smells? Really take yourself into this encapsulated moment where you're actually back there. That's, that's traumatizing for many. right? Because now we're forcing some tough conversations. We're forcing you to look somewhere where most would not want to look. That's a painful memory that we shy away from. And we have this painful memory we shy away from, and I'm, I'm asking you to go back there, and I'm asking you to relive it. I'm asking you to be present in the moment there as though you're your young child self. But once you're back there in your young child self, I ask you, as the physical person speaking to me or listening to this show, to go back to that same moment and be able to put your arm around the young version of yourself. When you put your arm around that young version of yourself, you're going to take a moment and shield that young version from what's actually happening. You're going to tell him or her that it's going to be okay. You're going to take a moment to squat down and look that young version of yourself in the eye and tell the young version all the incredible things that you're going to accomplish in your life up to this moment. You're going to get it all out. You're going to make sure that that young version feels safe, feels protected. Then as you stand up and the current version of yourself in that old memory, an old situation, you're going to stand up and you're going to do an about face and face your, in this situation, your parents. The ones that are bickering and arguing and more specifically your father. And you're going to look at your father and you're going to do something that is referred to as releasing the rage. And you were going to say all the things that you needed to say that you weren't able to. 
that over time you've bottled up, you've kept sequestered, you haven't processed through, and you thought were inappropriate. The beauty of this is you are physically doing this verbally in today's time, but you're envisioning yourself doing it in the time in which you were young. These conversations, these attacks, these releasing the rage sessions are draining. Right? It's all the things that society has told you not to say. It's all the things that your head might have said, no, you can't say that out loud. But they're the things and the feelings and the emotions that you've been bottling up for years. They don't have to make sense to anybody as you're screaming them into the abyss because they're just yours. Hate, anger, kill, death violence, the things, right? The things that we all think of that we're ashamed to admit that you look to your neighbor and you say, I would never think that way. Unfortunately, I know with complete certainty that's bullshit because we all have a light and a dark side to us. It's duality that governs every being. And so once you have went back and you've consoled your younger self and you've turned around and addressed the aggressor, then I have you open your eyes, right? And you'll be tired. You'll be worn out. A good chance your voice will be rasped. You'll have tears streaming down your face and you'll have a journal next to you. And this is where it gets interesting for most people. In your journal, you sit down and you write a thank you note to the person you just got done screaming at. And you write this thank you note because without them doing what they did back in that moment, you would not be the person you are today. You wouldn't have the drive, the ambition. You wouldn't be able to communicate and love. You wouldn't be the exact version of you you are without that happening. And so we can't give someone credit for the dark if we don't also give them credit for the light because they helped create both. What I found that this does is it forces a situation that's defined who you are and how you think. And it gets you to find peace in it while releasing that anger that you've kept bottled up inside that you've been running from. Not only did you release it, but then you thanked the, you know, the assailant and it goes away. Right? You went back into the original pit of despair that exists. And this is difficult. There's a fallacy that exists in most of the clients that I have. Once you go through this once, that you're just better. I can assure you, if you actually do this, there'll be a momentary lift in your life. There always is. And sometimes those moments last for hours or days, maybe even weeks. But then there's another triggering event that brings up a new neural pathway and feedback loop that exists that transforms you back to those adolescent years where there's now a new memory to overcome. Because no one individual moment of our youth defines who we are as an adult. Just like no one individual moment of our adulthood is going to define the rest of our lives. All these things build on top of one another. They compound. They create the subconscious and the psyche that you've been walking around with for so long. Now, this guided exercise is something that I do truly encourage you to have someone that's been through it before help you through. 
because it's heavy. It's deep, it's dark, it's ugly. But you know when you've struck the right vein, when you're done and you are exhausted. And whether that takes 30 seconds or 30 minutes of screaming, yelling, punching, kicking, and just being really the petulant child that you were instructed not to be, there's a gift that comes. I've had three clients in the past week go through this and they all said the same thing. How did you know? Because when you've been through it, you just know what comes. And when you go through it on sometimes a weekly basis, you keep knowing what comes. You see, when you've exhausted yourself and exhausted all the negativity that you've held inside you that was angled and should have been angled towards someone else, when it's all out and you're sobbing and your voice is raspy and there's no emotion left, you don't even know what you'd say. You take a minute, you close your eyes, and you just be. There's a message that comes into your head that seems like it appears out of thin air. I'm not here to say that it's God or the universe or your psyche or your ego, because I don't really know. What I know is those momentary visions of pureness that come across your subconscious will be some of the most enlightening moments that you ever had before. If you lean all the way in. That entire process, that idea that I just shared, that's going into the pit. That's that pit of of despair that we all carry around with us. I don't care how great your life was. I don't care how perfect your family is. I don't care if they're still married or divorced. We all have our own pit to go back to. Because I can guarantee you the cycles that you're on and the patterns that you run are creating the deficiencies in who you are today. That's just how we work. And so when you take the time to go back and start to rewire those old systems, those old thought patterns, those old beliefs, you'll find out that every day going forward, you're able to get shit done. 